0: Hey, family. Welcome to a live Q&A with yours. Truly hope you guys are doing exceptionally well. I'm excited to do this live Q&A. One of the best things, one of my most favorite things to do is to serve you all with value through live Q&As. But if you watch watching me the very first time, my name is Josh Wesley, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimism. And after watching this, you're like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be your coach here online. But for those who's been watching and rocking me for a mighty long time, I want to say thank you all so much for trusting what guys entrusted in me, and I pray it continues to be treasured. But as everyone is coming in live, and if you're watching this, you're like, "Man, I missed the live." And man, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that bell so you'll know when I go live, so you can have your questions ready. Questions saved in the uh, in your notes app, your, your, your questions save, whatever. So you will be able to copy and paste and get your questions answered. But as everyone is getting their questions together, I want to break down this verse real quickly. As I was doing my studies, for my proverb for a day, this this verse came to the surface. And as I was, I just finished a great uh, coaching call for mindset mastery. They had a great group of people. We talking through mindset and purpose. Check the link in the description box below if you want a little bit more help with mindset and purpose. But when we came off of that and I was like, ah, should I do YouTube? And I felt my spirit, I should do YouTube. So we'll see why God wants me to. But then he took me to this verse and I want to take some time to break it down as people type their questions. But Proverbs 24, 5, and I believe it was verse 10 as well. It says, a wise man or a wise person is full of strength and a man of knowledge enhances his might. If you faint, verse 10, kind of a, a, a another verse, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. See, a wise man is full of strength. What does this mean? A wise individual knows where to distribute their strength. See, a wise person knows that I don't need to give my strength to, to, to unworthy situations. A wise person knows that, that I need to guard my strength like the five wise uh, 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 virgins and the five unwise. The five unwise virgins spent their oil. They burnt their oil. They probably took their oil to the mall. They probably burnt their oil out at the club. They probably burnt their oil in all these different places than where they needed to be saving it. But the five wise save their oil. They didn't just distribute and waste their oil because they know the value of their strength. For instance, each and every one of us knows what areas of our lives needs our strength. And a wise person thinks three to four moves ahead. A wise person says, "Hey, man, you're not qualified or deserving for some." A portion of my strength some people are taking our strength taking our energy because we're not wise the bible says i I forgot what verse please forgive me but it says look carefully then how you walk not as unwise but as wise making the best use of your time for the days are evil the bible says do not be foolish but understand what the will of the lord is that's very powerful give me one second that verse have layers on layers on layers right it says uh uh look carefully then how you walk walking takes energy right or wrong right right it walking takes energy the bible says look carefully then at how you walk in other words look carefully at how you carry yourself how you carry yourself is a reflection of your care for yourself let me say it again your level or how you carry yourself is a reflection of how you care for yourself. So if you truly care for yourself, you'll carry yourself differently. Now what does that mean? That means that I look very carefully at how I walk. I just don't walk fast when I should be pacing. I don't run when I should be pacing. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't just exert unnecessary energy because I look at how I walk. I look at the words that I speak. I look at the way that I live my life. I look at all these different things because that's what wise people do. It says, look carefully then at how you walk, not as the unwise. The unwise burn their oil. The worldly people burn their energy on worthless things. They're the ones that are weak and not strong when it's time to be strong. But it says, look carefully then at how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time. What is the best use of your time? Because I tell people, you don't spell time T-I-M-E. That is not how you spell time. I know a lot of you are looking at me like, coach, hold on, man. Coach, I, I know you'll be a smart man. What you mean, that's not how you spell time, T-I-M-E. No, you spell time, L-I-F-E. Because when you begin to correlate time with life, then you will will really manage your time. Well, because you know, that's your life, right? And so, uh, and it says, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So a wise person understands the will of God in every area. A wise man and a wise woman takes time to understand what the will of the Lord is. So right now, in order for you to be a wise person full of strength, You got to find out what is the will of God for a man. You will save a lot of strength that way. You you will have a lot of strength stockpiled in you. You will will have strength financially, you have strength emotionally, strength mentally, strength relationally, strength spiritually. Because you know, hey, I I know for a fact, hey, I don't need to be wasting my energy, wasting my time. And so a wise person says, "I, I know uh, 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 the will of God for womanhood I know the will of God for manhood I know the will of God for marriage I know the will of God for parenting I know the will of God of business I know the will of God of entrepreneurship I know the will of God of ministry I know the will of God Therefore, I will be full of strength So when God needs me to use my strength Whether it's my skills, my intellect My, my emotional intelligence Whatever it is, I have that strength It says, and a man of knowledge Enhances my So a wise man is full of strength But also, a man of knowledge says, "I know I need to enhance my might." So, as a single man, you know I got to enhance my might because I can't I can't use singleness strength to carry what requires marital strength. I know for a fact that when my wife got the pregnancy test back and we found out that we was pregnant, I knew at that moment. Before it was before that moment, but it got real that moment. That before my daughter comes into this world, I got to make sure I enhance my might, not only in my wise. But I'm also knowledgeable enough that I need to increase my might just to, uh, just in case it gets dark. You see what I'm saying? And so that's important for us to understand that a wise man is full of strength. I'm strong because of God. I'm strong because I have wisdom. I understand what the will of the Lord is. And a man of knowledge says, or a person says, even though I'm strong now, I got full of strength because I understand what the will of the Lord is, but I'm going to enhance my might. Right now, I'm enhancing my might as a husband. Because I'm knowledgeable enough to know that wives continue to evolve. So I have to increase my might for greater depths of patience, for greater depths of empathy, for greater depths of understanding. That's at least my goal. But it says in verse 10, if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is small. So adversity proves if you're wise. That's why the Bible says count it all joy. A wise person is able to count it all joy when they go through various trials because they know adversity means add more verses to me. So before the adversity, I add verses to me. The Bible says, I hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So in order for you to overcome adversity, add more verses to you. Add more strength to you. Feed your spirit, man. Shift your perspective. Allow your mind to be renewed so that your strength won't be proven small when marriage needs your strength. That your strength won't be proven small when you, when your marriage is going through adversity. When you're going through adversity in singleness or adversity at the job, your strength won't be proven small. So I pray. This message encouraged you, G- gave you some wisdom. So right now, practically, I want you guys, wherever role you hold, I want you to look up scriptures on what is the will of God. For, if you're a man, what's the will of God for manhood? What is the will of God for husbandhood? What is the will of God for fatherhood? What is the will of God for women? <clears throat> what is the will of God for uh, womanhood and, and motherhood and 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 wifehood? And then find out what the will of God is, then you will gain wisdom. And then a personality says, okay, what is required for me to uphold my position? is? So now I got to increase in might. Not only do I need to understand what the will of God is to make sure I'm a wise man full of strength, but also you need to increase my knowledge of the practical things and knowledgeable things to ensure that when adversity comes, my strength is not small. Hello, Elizabeth. Thank you for watching from Minnesota. We're glad to have you. Tarina, hello, hope you're well. Joe Davis says, what's up, Coach Josh? It's George, what's up, family? How do I build confidence on asking God for a job? I'm having trouble finding work. When you're looking for work, work your work. Hear me? While you're looking for a job, look inside of you to see if you are a job. See, right now, I've created jobs for myself. Even though I work for a school, Even though I worked for a school, I also created my own coaching company. I also created my own ministry. So the goal is not just looking for work, but asking God, is this absence of work giving me the opportunity to find the work you want me to work? And then when I find the work that I'm going to work, then God will bring you a job to help you fund the work that you're supposed to work. So that eventually your five to nine will turn into your nine to five. See, the goal is, is not to invest too much looking for a nine to five or investing in a nine to five. But also while you're doing that and working to the Lord there, that you also invest in your five to nine. Could it be that God wants you to cultivate your job that's going to give you generational wealth? So you boost confidence knowing that God is timing is perfect. And it could be that God wants you to find the work in you so that He'll use the work that He gives you to fund the work in you so that you can work the work that you was meant to work and be properly compensated for to the point that we're possibly creating that generational wealth that God says a good man should be thinking about leaving his children's children. Hope to help. Jody Summer says, if God delivers us from something, why do we still get tempted to backslide if we are delivered? We are delivered. From the internal taste for the sin, but it doesn't mean all the restaurants close. For instance, just because I married my wife doesn't mean that God got rid of all the uh, uh women. If you find yourself tempted, then you gotta ask yourself, Where have I where have I uh stopped practicing my disciplines? So God can deliver you from something, but you gotta stay walking in deliverance. If you've been delivered for something, the Bible says, should a dog go back to his vomit? No, that's dumb. But we go back because we don't sustain deliverance. We have been delivered once. I told my kids today, I said, uh, we talk about rededication. It's a very profound point. The Holy Spirit gave me a real time. We was talking about how, how many of us purchased off of an advertisement uh, uh, um, a monthly membership that we haven't used. How many of us, we purchased a gym membership once, but we haven't been to the gym? How many of us purchased Netflix but haven't watched the series? How many of us purchased Hulu but haven't watched the show? How many of us purchased a subscription but didn't use it? The same thing is with someone else. I told my kids, I said, when y'all went to, down to the altar, y'all was five, seven years old. Y'all was scared of hell. And so y'all y'all purchased a subscription, but you're not enjoying the sanctification. So you purchased, okay, I'm saved, cool, I got, I got a subscription. But I'm not enjoying the sanctification. So what I was saying was, is that just because you've been delivered, you've got to have wisdom. That's what the Bible says. When Jesus cast the devil out of somebody or healed somebody, what did he say? Go sin no more, less something worse comes upon. you. So he told them, even though he healed them and delivered, them, he said, go sin no more. Because the Bible talks about that. If you if the house has been swept. Demons will leave, but then want to come back home. They're going to bring seven times more demons into that person to completely oppress them and fully possess them if they're not fully saved by the Spirit of God. Hello from Belgium, Jocelyn. We thank you for thank you for watching. A couple of questions. I got to go. Elizabeth uh, says, how do you put a sermon or a short word of um, uh, uh, ministration together? I struggle to deliver a message. I know God has put in my heart. I get overwhelmed with public speaking. I tend not to say what I want. Great question. Um, basically, what you have to understand is that you're speaking to an audience of one. Your goal is to just to glorify God through your messages. Focus on him being glorified. Don't focus on the people. Love on the people, but you, your focus is delivering this message for glory. Now, how do I put sermons together? What I always do. And you can attest to this for as many years you've been watching. The first thing I do, I find these two things I find. uh, First off, I let the message find me. Holy Spirit. Like, for instance, like if they if they call me today and say, Josh, we want you to preach on Sunday. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to sleep. Holy Spirit. Reveal to me what you want me to talk about. I'm not working until the Holy Spirit released me to work on it So what I do is I say, okay Now if there's a place where they give me a topic then of course I take that topic But if they say hey preach whatever you want to preach on, okay, i'm gonna go lay down I'm gonna probably watch something funny. Uh, i'm gonna i'm going to just relax And trust that the holy spirit's gonna do a mess as soon as he give me a word he'll be like patience boom What I did was I created systems I created a mindset that's like a factory, so I created skills, tools that I run the word through. So the Holy Spirit don't give me like a message, like He give like the Holy Spirit gives me a whole manuscript. I've just learned to create my own strategy. Just for instance, what I do is when I get the word patience, I'll do this. Okay, first off, if the Holy Spirit gives me patience, I find a scripture. Let patience have its perfect word, so that you be complete, whole, lacking nothing. Then I ask the Holy Spirit, which part of the scripture do you want me to to, to really focus on is the whole scripture or part so you see how i i i go to the real sermon deliverer to help me deliver it and pack the sermon the way he wants so what i do is i'll say okay scriptures on page i'll probably get five scriptures on patient and see which one jumps off the page oh that one jumps off the page it barely was my spirit so i'll take that scripture put it right here and then i'll say okay i'll dissect it i'll be able to say okay what is this context I do not want to teach the scripture out of context. So what is the context? What is the formula? Now I start looking for formulas, systems. So the Bible says, let patience have its perfect work. What I do, I'll read 10 verses above, 10 verses below to find context. Sometimes all I got to do is go one verse above, one verse down to find out what's the formula in the system. So the Bible says, in order for patience to have its perfect work, i can't allow it's connected to a previous system so now i go into the verse above it count it all joy so now i say okay in order i in order for me to get to a, per, a person to a place of patience working on them i gotta tell them about joy and trials and and what it, and see god is there any metaphors analogies i use acronyms a lot so i have different already previously installed ways that I teach. So my teaching methods, I tend to teach through acronyms. I tend to teach through words with the same first letter. I tend to teach through principles and patterns within scripture. I tend to teach with metaphors and knowledge. So I already have installed in me methods of teaching, What how I tend to teach that God has originally designed for me to teach. So I don't I don't read off a million like some. I don't read off a memory like some. Those people, those are their methods. So the goal is, is to a fellowship with the holy spirit wait for the holy spirit uh, develop your methods of speaking master those skills so it shortchanged your time so for me to come up with a sermon like these two verses right here that i just did do you know i've never preached this verse like i preached the day before because my brain and my heart and my whole being has already created methods so when i saw the scripture i was like man full of strength a lot of the stuff that i did was real time revelation because the holy spirit knows he, he I, i'm a factory for him Boom. All I got to do is re- do all those Spirit tell me Proverbs 24, 5 and 10. Do that, Josh, because he knows he trusts the fact that I've created. So then when he puts that verse through, then I, while I'm doing it in real time, because I didn't really have time to study it because I was supposed to go live, I was able to put those two together because I have my methods of teaching. I have my methods of exegeting. So I know how to read the word as the word is spoken, spoken, and I know how to exegete it within context. So I won't deviate off to what it does not trying to say. And then what you do is you got to begin to say, okay, my confidence is in God. I struggle to deliver a message. The issue is you struggle to deliver a message because you are learning now that the Holy Spirit is delivering a message through you. Humility and awareness and understanding removes the struggle. Now, I I don't got to deliver this message. Holy Spirit is on you. So if you want to embarrass us, it's on you, fam. But I've put the work in and developing my methods of exegeting and my methods of, of speaking and teaching. And so you get—you said I get overwhelmed with public speaking. I tend to not say what I want. Well, there's been plenty of sermons where I didn't really say what I want, but I said what the Holy Spirit wanted. But if you get overwhelmed, you got to also make sure that you eradicate perfectionism, perfectionalism, whatever it is. No message comes out perfect. But it comes out perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like To us, it may not come out perfect, but to them it came out perfect because it's anointed. It's been delivered by the Holy Ghost. There's been plenty of messages where I stuttered, plenty of messages where, where I lost my footing, not literally, but I lost where I was at. And then I thought it was the worst message where, oh, that's trash. I stuttered. And I focused on my stuttering. I focused on what I did bad. And then the people come to me crying. Hey, man, that message touched me. I'm like, what? That one? Some of the videos that's gone, that's That's very popular, where not my favorite videos and my favorite videos didn't really see the light of day. So it's interesting. Hope they help. Uh, Let's see. Jenny Travel says, Thank you, uh, as always, sir. God bless you. Question. God bless you too, my sister. How do we prepare to be a wife? What are the important things, qualities we need to have? Great question. See, to answer that question, I can only tell you what a man looks for in a wife, but I would try to find an actual wife to get a bit, a little bit more clarity and understanding of what a wife is. I can only tell you from a vantage point of a husband that has an amazing wife, right? So I cannot necessarily tell you how to prepare in, in full context of a wife, but I can tell you how to prepare for marriage, right? From a, from a biblical standpoint, understanding what a wife does. Now, What a man looks for in a wife, a man looks for a wife who's whole, not perfect, but whole. Wholeness is important for a man because some of the things that a man holds, he needs a whole wife to help him hold because there's a lot of vulnerabilities of a man. A lot of things that uh, we we live in a world that's not really uh, male sensitive. It's it's not really focused on helping the men. Uh, 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 They're trying to eradicate uh, 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 genuine masculinity. So there's a lot of spaces in men And manhood where they they put on their hoods to hide themselves because there's no way to really open themselves up and and be vulnerable. So a wife must be prepared to be able to hold and not hold him as his savior or to hold to complete him. But to not be a rock when he needs a pillow, not to be a dripping faucet where he's always on a roof. And if you tend to see that men usually are on roofs or rarely come home, then my friend, you you know that you're a dripping faucet. That a man doesn't want to go through. You also need to understand, or try to talk to a man as well. a good A good male figure that says, "Okay," and you asking me that, but I'll tell you this: a man also wants a gentle woman. A man doesn't want a strong woman. The world is too strong enough. A, A man is looking for a woman who has self controlled strength. He's not looking for a weak woman. He's looking for a woman who has self controlled strength, where she's able to tell you what she thinks and tell you how she feels, but it's not in a way that spills. It's a way that yields. You know what I'm saying? It's a way that heals. It's a way that that's comforting enough for you guys to come together and make deals. Right. And so so those are the things, wholeness, gentleness, fruits of the spirit. Let's walk through that together in order. What a woman needs to focus on in regards to preparing for a wife is first starting with fellowship with the Holy Spirit, because fellowship with the Holy Spirit helps you to embody. See, see, we're going to talk internal, we're going to talk external. The internalness of a woman needs to be the embodiment of the fruit of the spirit, just like with a husband. So a wife has to first, before you even get the love, you have to be enlightened. The two highest four, the, two highest, the four highest frequencies of human energy is enlightenment, love, joy, and peace. Those are the four things that you need to focus on right now. If not, you won't then be patient. You won't then be gentle, faithful, self-controlled if you don't have those four things. See, a woman of God has to be enlightened in order for a woman to turn to wife. Because there's a lot of girls trying to be wives. A lot of women is trying to be wives. It's, it's a maturation. It's going from girl to woman to wife to mother to grandmother to whatever. Right. But it starts first with her being a daughter. If she's not a daughter, she will not become a woman. If she doesn't become a woman, she will not become a wife. If she's not a wife, she will not become a mother because a lot of women are prepared to have children, but they're not prepared to have a husband. There's a lot of women that want a husband to get them a child, but they're still a child themselves and they don't even know how to how to how to be a wife to a husband. So there's an order to this. And so the first thing you have to be enlightened that you are a daughter that's loved by God and who enjoys his presence, but there's a fullness of joy. And whose shoes are shot with the preparation of peace, who's a peaceful person. And so you see that that the first four things that a woman has to work on, because if she don't have these internal traits, it doesn't matter what she externally tries to do with a husband or with children, she's going to flop. She has to be enlightened on who she is as a child of God, as a daughter of God. She then has to be enlightened on what the word of God says for her as a woman, as a wife, in regards to modesty, when it comes to her words, how it comes to her temperament. And, And she has to embody that. From an enlightenment standpoint, because when a person is enlightened, you can't you can't frighten. When a person's enlightened, you can't frighten. And so, when she's enlightened about who she is and her confidence in God, and when she reads Psalms one thirty-seven, that she knows she's fearfully and wonderfully made, then she can embody the patience. Then she can embody the the uh, uh, um, the gentleness, the 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 self-control, and the faithfulness, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When you focus on the top half, being enlightened, embodying love, knowing that you love by God. So you're doing everything from love, not for love because a man doesn't want a woman who doesn't know that she's loved because now he has to be her dad. No husband wants to be his wife's dad. So you see what I'm saying? So a woman has to know that she's loved so that she can rise above. If not, she's going to cause her husband to be shoved and her husband's not going to want to come home because she's expecting her husband to be her daddy. Now you can he can be your daddy in the bedroom, but we're talking about we talking about being your dad, there's a big difference. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But if you so you gotta know that you love by God because you become a burdensome when you look into your husband to do the love that only God can do. So now your husband doesn't have to doesn't have to work extra to lo, out try to out love your daddy issues. So if you have daddy issues, mommy issues, personal issues, and, and you're trying to find a man to love that mess out of you, you got to go to the first man first. You got to go to Christ and let him love the the uh, the lovelessness out of you so that you can be able to do things from love, not for love. Next, you got to be a joyful person. No husband wants to be around a, a, a sad, depressed woman all the time. He needs a woman that's in the presence of God so that the joy of the Lord be her strength. So that he doesn't have to carry unnecessary weight because you just flopping down because you say, do you know how heavy depression is? Do you know how heavy uh, a sadness is? Do you know how heavy resentment is? Do you know how re- heavy unforgiveness is? So if you stand on a scale right now, do you know that scale is not telling you the truth? Because that scale cannot weigh depression. That scale cannot weigh a uh, resentment. That w- scale cannot weigh unforgiveness. And so if you haven't gone to the presence and if you're not tapping to the presence and you don't know how to go to the presence when you feel weak, then, my friend, you're going to be too much of a weight to that man. A man needs a woman who knows how to filter herself through the presence of God before it gets back to him. He should not get the fiery of your feelings. He should not get your feelings have to be funneled through the presence of God. Vent strong to God. Vent your frustration to God. Get into this presence. You'll leave his presence. Or stay tapped into his presence and be full of joy so that you won't be an a, a, a issue to your husband. Next, you got to be a peaceful woman, not problematic. So you see that when a woman is enlightened, let's go for husbands too. You can just kind of supplement wife out and put husband in. But when a woman is enlightened about who she is, a child of God, then she'll begin to bask in his presence. She'll be at Christ's feet and and, and she'll put her she'll put her issues on the cross and 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 she'll be a, a woman that grows in the things of God. And she'll be loving. She'll be joyful and she'll be peaceful, which then will help her to become patient, gentle and the rest of the fruit of the spirit. He says, and what are the important things, cause we need to have? Those are the big things. Those are internal things. And those things will flood out because now you will cook with joy. You will clean with joy. You will work your job with joy. Then you you, you will walk in love with whoever. You won't allow the disrespect of this woman over here, that to come into your spirit and soul and shake up all those wounds in you. And now you're putting those wounds on him. And then you begin to say, okay, now that I have the mindset, now let me develop the skill sets. Now, what type of man do you want, Jenny? That's what you got to start thinking about. Because if you want a six foot six man that provides looking like a linebacker for the Seattle uh, Seahawks, that man love to eat. So you got to be able to say, hey, man. Am I good at my cooking? I'm not saying that women always got to cook. There's a lot of men who want to cook too. But at the end of the day, you got to cook for your own survival. You got at least get get, get, at least get five good rotating meals. Get five good solid meals. Get you a good uh, a, a, a pasta dish. Be very good at be very good at one of those pasta dishes, whether it's lasagna or spaghetti and meatballs. Be very good at a pasta dish be very good at a soul food dish now i'm just talking about i don't know what kind of man you want you know it depends what kind of beef develop a good breakfast men love well at least I, I love breakfast a lot of men love breakfast i'm talking about get good with your grits get good with your pancakes know how to do the eggs make sure there's no shells in there right get very good at uh, uh, uh some healthy stuff too see what i'm saying Get get help. Like if you want a man to be there, then cook for that man and prepare meals for the type of man that you want to stay. Also, cleanliness is next to godliness. You know, be okay with learning how to clean a house. Really good. Keeping a good house. But just don't focus on keeping a good house. You know how to keep a good spouse. A lot of women are only good at keeping houses, but not spouses. So you got to develop your skill set, cooking, cleaning, uh, encouraging. Uh, uh, praying for like the spiritual skill sets, mental skill sets, v- v- verbal skill sets, relational skill sets, financial skill sets. Go out there and go get it. Skill sets. I'm not saying that if you want to be a cat wife and be at the home, then you got to say, okay, I got to develop home skills and also management skills just in case my husband wants to build an empire. If you're a working woman and you guys are working together, develop co- uh, cohabitating skill sets when it comes to doing business together. So focus on. The will, then focus on the skill. And then man, you'll be out there in the marital field before you know it. Hope they help. I labored a lot on that post. Um, so I'm not gonna answer any more questions. It's about nine o'clock. I'm gonna get some rest. I just got off, man. I didn't coach somebody today. I didn't school. oh. Done counsel kids. Oh well, I guess my internet's letting me know it's time to go. Love you all. Check out some. Um, let me see what's going on in there. Can y'all hear me? Can someone give me a thumbs up if they can hear me? Thumbs up. Let me know if you can hear me. Yeah, okay, we're back. Yeah, so basically, thank y'all so much for joining. If you need help and you're at a place right now, where you want to get to a place where you're uh, uh, mentally clear and no longer mentally clouded, and you want to be absolutely clear about your purpose, then my friend, check out our, our coaching program. We have a lot of people that's really growing in there. Y'all going to see the testimonials coming out pretty soon. It was, a lot of people are finding their purpose, gaining mental clarity, uh, are equipped with the tools they need to be able to be mentally strong, as well as being able to uh, pursue their purpose, to develop it, to discover it, develop it, and distribute it. And so if you need help in any one of those areas, check out my Mindset Mastery or multi-purpose Mastery programs. But also, if you are a high fulfilling individual, high achiever, and you're very successful professionally, but you need help personally, And relationally, and you like Josh. I need to be able to be holistically successful, and I really need mentorship and I need coaching to help me to profit in every area because I promise you, if you profit spiritually, if you profit emotionally, if you profit mentally, if you profit relationally and you profit physically, you'll definitely profit financially and you'll profit with the best money and not just being stuck with your money, but you lost your honey and you lost your kids and you lost your your name and etc. So if you need help in the area, check out. My website, also my coach Josh, and check out our Holistic Mastery Program. If any one of those programs resonate with you, check them out today. Also, check out um, my latest book, Multi Purpose: How to Find and Fulfill Your Purpose in Life. If you're not able to uh, financially be a part of those other programs, you like, Coach. Hey, I may not be able to do it now. Then get this book here. This book right here will teach you a whole lot of information that you will be able to apply in your life and begin to find your multiple purpose in life. Also, if you're looking for T-shirts or a, a, a movement, uh, we got this well-done movement. The goal is to, to to have a motivation eternally for us to hear those beautiful words from our Savior, well done. If you're struggling with uh, soul ties and strongholds and you want to find freedom, not only find freedom, but uh, be set free and walk in freedom and be untied and uprooted from those different things, then this book, The Purpose of Freedom, will be a great resource for you. If you're looking at an individual or a situation right now and you're know not sure If it's a counterfeit, if they're a counterfeit or a counterpart, this book right here will teach you how to properly discern the will of God in your life and properly test to ensure that what's facing you is actually God's best. This book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, would be a great resource for you. Also, if you're struggling with your feelings, you need to find the facts behind them. And you really want to grow and and not be easily distracted by your emotions. And you want to have emotional intelligence and be emotionally secure and stable. And this book, Facts over Feelings, would be a great resource for you. If you're looking for a book that's going to help you hold the things in your life well, and you can't do that without wholeness, and you really want to be able to have wholeness so you can hold this and that, then my friend, this book, The Wholeness Journal, will be a great resource for you. If you're struggling with your singleness or you are actually enjoying a little bit, but you want to maximize it, then this book, The Purpose of Singleness, will help you better understand your singleness so that you can be able to enjoy the season of mingleness. Also, if you're in a dating relationship or single or married, and you really want to just make sure that you're on the right pace. So if you're single and you really want to make sure you have your non-negotiables ready, you really want to know where you stand, or if you're even ready to date, so that you'll be prepared when that special one comes, then this book's for you. If you are date, if you're dating somewhere right now, you're not 100 percent sure that this is who God has for you, and you want to make sure that you have the right questions or you need the right questions to ask to see if e- to see if this relationship needs to end or extend, then this book dating prayer will be good for you if you married. And you just want to ask some good questions to add a little spice to your life and and, and, and be in a position where you date, love your life forever. This book's also good for you called Dating Prep. If you have a young person, third grade up, and you want them to find their art and their purpose in life, and you want them to have some good, solid, um, proverbial, um, fatherly type uh, 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 nuggets and gems to help them live by this book, as he says, as in for student, not serve, be a great resource. For them. If you struggle with spiritual warfare, man, I got so many books, man. <laughs> Boy, this is the most tiring, tiresome part. But we gotta do it if you can if you struggle with spiritual warfare <laughs> and, and, and uh what, uh and you want to better understand the whole armor of God in this book, World War of Me will be a great resource for you. We also got other merch as well. All that stuff is available now on my website. I'll go ahead and post the link, mycoachjosh.com. I'll post it in the chat, and um that's that links also in the description box below. All my coaching programs, one-on-one coaching, um, all that kind of stuff. Got a lot of stuff to offer if you need help. Love y'all. Thank y'all so much for trusting with y'all's questions. I pray it was a blessing. I'll catch y'all next time. Love y'all. Peace.